0: Why is that that I'm never content? Why is it that I'm never satisfied? Why is it that I'm clueless? Why is it that there are moments and times in my life that it just seems life is meaningless? It doesn't have much purpose. Why is that? Our problem is priority. Now, follow me. We fail to put God first and foremost in all we do. And as a result, we don't get... Hear me, we don't get what he intends for us to get out of life, love, relationships, careers, and finances. We're glad if this is your first time we are so we are so thankful that you've come to join us this morning and we appreciate you being here with us this morning we still have a lot of people that Maybe you're out on the road traveling, and uh, we've got a few that are sick, so we want to lift them up in our prayers. But we are glad that you're here this morning. This is starting our brand new year. This is starting our our pursuit. Uh, we do this every January. Uh, we start what we call a pursuit series. And... Uh, and uh, and we believe, or I believe, and I think we believe that uh, you know we there's the principle of first fruits. You know, you give your first fruits to the Lord, and and God takes care of the other ninety percent. God takes care of the rest. He'll meet every need in your life when you honor Him with your first fruits. It's a biblical principle way before the law, and, uh, and and so we believe that if we honor God with the first of our year, when I say honor Him, when we honor Him by pursuing Him, seeking Him, God. God, we want to hear from you. We want your will. We want uh, you the, to be number one in our life. And, and so when we start off that year doing that, we believe that God is going to redeem the rest of the year, that God is just going to use the rest of the year uh, to glorify His name and uh, do things in your life, in our community, that God wants to do to glorify His name. And so we're starting this today. We're starting what we call the Pursuit Series. And for the next 21 days, we're going to ask you to pray, pray about what God would have you to lay aside. Uh, You know, we call it a fast, and uh, usually when you think of fast, you think of food, you know. But God has done something to me this year that uh, He's never done before. He hasn't asked me to lay one bit of food aside. But there are two other things that He's asked me to lay aside to spend some time pursuing Him, seeking Him. And uh, and I've discovered last night that these two things that God has asked me to lay aside is going to be a challenge. <laughs> you know, food. I you know I, I'm I you know I, I'm okay with that. You know, but these two things that God has asked me to lay aside is a couple of things that um, that really does uh, occupy some of my time. And God said, I, I I want you to lay that aside for the next 21 days. And during that time that you would watch that or do that, and guess it's not in CIS. <laughs> it's not in CIS. But the time that you would spend pursuing that or watching that and doing that, I want you to spend time with me. And uh and so last night I, I I thought, okay, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start, you know, and uh and I began to realize that this is gonna be a challenge for me. But you see, I believe that God wants to do some great things in me in our church, in our community, and in the world. God wants to do great things. And God really wants to see um, what my priority is. And so God has asked me, now I'm not telling you to do that. I'm asking you to pray about what God would have you to lay aside. It may be food. It may be something else that God wants you to lay aside so that you can Focus and pursue him. And so uh, just think about that, pray about that, and I wanna lift up that challenge to you because I do believe that God is about to do something. I, I don't know, there's something inside of me just kind of swelling up and and that God is going to do some great things. So I'd like for you to turn in your Bible if you would. We're gonna go to two passages of scriptures. One will be up there on the board. Uh, uh, we're going to be seeking God's kingdom. We're going to be looking at priority, prioritize, priority, priorities, I should say, priorities, seeking first God's kingdom. And it's an amazing time in which you and I live. I mean, it really is an amazing time. Technology allows you and I to travel around the globe without ever leaving our living room. We can go anywhere in the world without ever leaving our living, living room. And in our pocket, every one of us have one just about, we have a device. And I've understood something, found out, first of all, when the pickles go bad on your screen, just, anyway, you got problems. So if you try to call me or text me and I don't call or text you back, it's because my phone is messed up and it's supposed to be fixed Tuesday. So we'll see how that goes anyway. But in our pocket, we have a device. We have a device that can answer virtually any question that you come up with called what? Siri! I mean, just ask Siri any question. It was amazing. Last week, I was somewhere with, I think it was with Judd, and, and we got to asking, uh, we got to talking, and as we were talking, he pulls out his phone and says, Siri, and he asked this question, which was just, I, I, I couldn't believe that all of a sudden, Siri came back and answered the question that was a question that most people wouldn't have even talked about or thought of, and Siri had the answer. It was amazing, and and so... This week, I used Siri for the very first time. First time ever, I've used Siri. I pulled my phone out, and I put the button and hold it, and I said, Siri, call so-and-so. Hey, guess what? It worked. I thought, hey, now I can get used to this. I, I, I can really get used to this. But anyway, Siri, and we have social media that connects us to family members and friends that may be miles and miles away. And we have accessibility to healthcare, clean water, food, clothing online, or a store on every corner. It's a really an amazing time to be living, is it not? I mean, it really is an amazing time to be living. Yet, for all the technology and all the comforts and all the the things that we have, we seem to be empty as a world, and as a, to be empty as a nation. We seem to be empty. We seem that something seems to be missing. I mean, we're connected through social media, yet distant in real life. We are full, and our cabinets and our refrigerators are fully stocked, but yet we are still hungry. And you say, well, what do you mean? I mean, I've got food in my cabinet. I've got food in the refrigerator. And I get up in the morning and go to the cabinet and can't figure out what in the world I want to eat. This morning I went to the cabinet and I closed it and didn't eat nothing. And I'm hungry. So we are got to make it short. Anyway, no, I'm just kidding. (laughs) We are clothed but still wanting the latest fashion and fad. We have all the answers at the swipe of a finger or the stroke of a key, but we're still wandering around unfulfilled and feeling clueless. And the greatest tragedy of life is that so many of us are willing to settle for less than the best. Hmm. To accept mediocrity. And significance, the petty when life could have purpose and fulfillment. What you receive depends on what your priorities become. One's priorities affects one's personal life. It affects your business life. It affects your social life. It affects your church life. And it even affects your career and finances. I mean, one's priorities will dominate one's life. When they are right, your life will be fulfilled, confident, and rewarded. But when they're wrong, your life will result in much of what's meaningless. The fun. Begins to go out of your life. You begin to feel flat and empty. So let me ask you a question this morning. What is really important to you? What is really important to us as fathers, as husbands, as leaders, as influencers, as mothers? What is really important to you and I? You see, you and I will have priorities, and I want you to follow me this morning. This is good news. You and I will have priorities, but we have the options when it comes to those priorities. We can allow the world, we can allow the world to set our priorities by what is popular and important to the world what's important to the world is the ambition to pursue everything that appeals to you that appeals to your flesh and, and, and I'm gonna tell you the, the thing is this is not a negative message because God wants to give you the desires of your heart that's scripture. God desires to give you the desires of your heart, the desires that God put in you that are godly, that are wholesome, that are pure, that are true. Those desires God has put in your heart, he wants to fulfill them and give them to you. So I'm telling you, this is good news. What's in your heart that is true and pure and holy and wholesome and and good? What are those things that God wants to fulfill? The amazing thing this week, I, uh, I, I, I did something this week that, uh, that I bought my wife an appliance for Christmas. And I've told you this, you know, my wife told me years ago after our first Christmas together, the first Christmas that we had, I bought her a washer and dryer. Because we didn't have a washer and dryer, and we went to the, to, to the, what do you call it, the laundromat And so I thought, man, this would be a great gift. That way she would never have to go back to a laundromat. She could wash uh, clothes here at the house. and That would make her happy. Little did I know that my wife said, don't ever get me appliances for my birthday or Christmas. They're not personal. I learned a lesson. And so for 40 years, I have not bought her an appliance. For Christmas or her birthday. But this Christmas I bought her an appliance. I did. Of course I bought her something else and stuck it inside the appliance. (laughs) So that when she had the initial response I could say open it up. But she turned on me. She's been wanting a dishwasher for like a year, year and a half, and she's been washing dishes by hand and, and whatever, you know, and, and, and so I thought, I'm going to buy her a dishwasher and then I'm going to put inside the dishwasher what I really want her to have, but, you know, her response, and she tore the paper off. She thought it was a recliner. She tore the paper off and she says, I'll ride a dishwasher, and I thought, that's not the response I was expecting. <laughs> Because you told me 40 years ago not to ever get you an appliance for Christmas, you know. So she was excited, and then it sat in the kitchen, unable to use it. So on New Year's Eve, at 10:15 at night, I get up and I go in the kitchen and hook up the brand- new dishwasher. And she's thinking, "Are you crazy?" What has gone wrong? With, well, I was kind of bored, you know, and, and I started hooking up the dishwasher, and what started off as just, just checking it out, you know, you know how it goes. Anyway, you guys, we we get into it. It appealed to the flesh for my wife to have a dishwasher. Now, there's nothing wrong with those things. I want you to understand, there's nothing wrong with those natural desires that you and I have, but the second option is to allow God to set your priorities. This is a priority that takes the pressure and the anxiety out of life. The priority is the key to a life that is lived in harmony with the will of God and the purposes of God. And whatever the option may be that you have, the bottom line is the choice is yours to make, and to initiate. So this morning, for just a moment, I want us to see what God has to say about priority. I want us to look at two incredible invitations that God gives to us, and one is found in Isaiah, the the 55th chapter, and the other one is found in Matthew, the 6th chapter. And I want us to look at these two incredible invitations that God gives to us. First of all, in Isaiah 55, in the Old Testament, he's given this invitation to the children of Israel, which at that time, God's chosen people. You and I today are God's chosen people that have accepted Christ. And notice what he says. Come, all you who are thirsty, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come, buy, and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without cost, and then he, and then notice what he what he what he said. First of all, it's an invitation, and notice the invitation is sent by God, given by God, and the invitation is to everyone, everyone who is thirsty. Everyone who is not fulfilled. Everyone who is feel like that life has become meaningless. Everyone that you're kind of just going through the motions and there's no joy and there's no peace and there seems to be no contentment. Everyone that is thirst come and buy and you don't even have to have any money. Oh. And so the invitation is given to all, everyone and the wonderful vision. Notice what he says in verse 2. Why spend your money on that, on what is not bread, and your labor on what does not satisfy? Listen to me, and eat what is good, and your soul will delight in the richest affair. Come here, come to me, hear me, that your soul may live. What a wonderful vision. Come. I'm giving you an invitation to come so that you will never thirst again. Now, he's not talking about physical thirst. He's talking about spiritual thirst or life thirst. And what a glorious invitation that God gives to every person on the face of the earth. And then if you turn over to Matthew, the sixth chapter, and and we find in verse 19 that Jesus also gives us an invitation, the very Son of God. He says it like this in Matthew, the sixth chapter, verse 19. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and rust do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Now both of these are incredible, incredible invitations that are given by God and even his son Jesus for you and I to have and to enjoy an abundant life. In fact, Jesus said, I came that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly or in its fullest measure. And yet, most people seem to fall short of having a, an abundant life. Even Christians seem to fall short of having an abundant life. Why? Why? Why is that? Why, when we have the greatest gift in the world, and we have the, the, the blessings of God, why is it that we seem to live beyond, or beneath, I should say, not beyond, but beneath the abundant life that God himself and Jesus Christ himself promised to you alive? Why is that? Why is that that I'm never content? Why is it that I'm never satisfied? Why is it that I'm clueless? Why is it that there are moments and times in my life that it just seems life is meaningless and doesn't have much purpose? Why is that? Our problem is priority. Now follow me. We fail to put God first and foremost in all we do And as a result, we don't get, hear me, we don't get what He intends for us to get out of life, love, relationships, careers, and finances. Notice the clause in verse 6. If you go back to Isaiah in verse 6, notice the clause. Do you remember the clause? Do you remember the clause in Santa Claus 2? you got to get married? Well, that's not the clause here. But notice the clause here. Seek the Lord while He may be found. Call on Him while He is near. I mean, notice the clause. And notice the clause in, uh, in verse 33 of chapter 6. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Now, this is the answer. The answer is seek. Seek what? Seek God. Seek what? Seek God. He said, seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. In other words, while you have the opportunity, while you have the chance, while you have the moment, while you have the time, begin to seek the Lord. Seek him. The word seek means to pursue. It's something you have to be intentional about. It's something you have to spend some time doing. I mean, when you think about seeking a career, what do you do? You spend time pursuing that career. You're intentional about going to school, getting educated, uh, getting knowledgeable about that career of what you want to become and what you want to do, and you spend time per- pursuing it. You seek it. You go after it. You're intentional. You spend time. And God is saying to you and I, if you really want to, the fulfillment of life and you really want to be abundant, have abundant life, then the first thing you've got to do is you've got to prioritize your time to seek me. Seek the Lord while you have a moment, the opportunity. Now, this is so important. Jesus said in, 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 in Matthew, there are the sixth chapter, seek first the kingdom of God. And his righteousness, that term righteousness there means and his right way of living. The only way you can be righteous is through the blood of Jesus Christ, and when you accept him, when you receive Christ, he declares you to be righteous, God sees you as righteous because of the blood that Jesus shed for you on the cross. So you see, when he says, and seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, he's talking about seek first God's will, God's kingdom, God's plan, God's rule for your life, his way of living, and all of these other things that the world is seeking after will be added unto you god wants to give you those good things he really does he wants to give you the desires of your heart god wants to do that you see it sounds simple but without him life becomes unbearable i mean it really does What's the first thing you do every day? Let's ask a question. Let's evaluate our lives. What is the first thing I do every day? Now, I'm going to tell you, you are much like I am and I am much like you because God says that all of us are about the same. We really are. We really are about the same. You know, there's nothing new under the sun. There's no new temptation. Every temptation that's common uh, that we have is common to all of mankind. We face the same things. Every day we face the same things. And I've noticed in my life that if I don't prioritize and make God seeking Him the first thing I do in the morning when I get up, I just get busy just doing stuff. And it's good stuff it's even biblical stuff. It's even ministry stuff. It's helping people. But you know what? I get busy doing stuff, and I forget to pursue Him. I really do. I'm guilty. I am guilty. What if What if this year in my life, I begin to set a pattern and I begin to set a habit that every day that I get up, that while I have the opportunity, while I have the moment, while I have, uh, uh, you may only have five minutes, you may only have 10 minutes, but while you have that moment, if I will begin to pursue and intentionally seek, God, what do you want for my life today? What are the decisions that when I have to make the decisions that you want me to make, what if I begin to pursue him first, how will that change my life, my world, and my community? How would it change it? I mean, after all, God wants to bless me. After all, God wants to give me good things. After all, God wants my life to have meaning. He wants me to have an abundant life. What if I begin to reprioritize and become intentional that I'm going to seek first, seek first the kingdom of God and his way of living, his rule in my life? What if I begin to seek him first in my life? What would that change? This week, I was—I uh, had all the grandkids, Friday morning, all of them, except for one, the baby. Me and Kim had all the grandkids. I slept on the floor Friday night, Thursday night, slept on the floor, started off on the couch, ended up on the floor. My wife ended up in the bed. Two of them else ended up in the bed, but me and the three boys were all in the floor. And at 5.30, they're up ready to go. Papa, we want donuts. And I'm laying there, and I said, the sun's not up. I said, it's not even light outside yet. And so they laid back down, and just a few minutes, one of them said, Papa, I can see the sky. I mean, it just barely lit up, and he's ready. I want donuts. Papa, I want some donuts. Needless to say, Papa, time to get up. But got busy taking care of the kids. And for just a moment, I thought, if I don't stop and go out into the garage while they're eating their donuts, I am not going to get any time to myself with God. And so I became intentional. I went into the garage and opened the garage door and got my two-foot ladder and sat on my two-foot ladder and began to read. And it was just a few moments. It was just probably, I don't know, five or ten minutes. But do you know that rest of that day became very productive? And, and I'm not saying look at me, that because I don't always do that. But what if, what if... I and you and we together became intentional to prioritize our time, and we say, "God, I am, I'm, and from here in the next 21 days, and it becomes a habit. And for this year, I'm going to prioritize my life where I begin to pursue you and seek you, spend some time with you, develop a relationship with you, spend some time you speaking to me. I'm going to spend some time. What would that change?" in my life and in my family and in my community? What if we begin to do this corporately? I mean, look what happens. So let's ask the question. What's the first thing you do every day when you get up? Second of all, Pursue God's kingdom, his rule, his way, his authority for your life. And then God tells us to call on the name of the Lord. Call on the name of the Lord. Spend some time in prayer. And he says, forsake, forsake, forsake. What does he want us to forsake? He said, forsake your thoughts, your habits, your bad relationships. What habit do you have that's preventing you from a closer walk with the Lord? Forsake it. Return to the Lord. What if I begin to do this? What if I begin to make this a priority? What if I begin to come intentional with that? Notice the promise and the results that we will receive. Jesus said, and all of these things, what things is he talking about? Clothing, food, shelter. Everything that you have need of will be provided for you. That's a promise from God. That's a promise from Jesus. You seek him first. You seek his rule, his authority over your life. You seek his way of living. And God says, and all of these things, all of the things that you're anxious about, all the things you worry about, all the things you're concerned about, all of these things will be added unto you. Because God desires to give them to you anyway. And notice what Isaiah says. I love this. If you look in verses 9 or or 8, look at verse 8. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. And my thoughts... I love this. As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater, so is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. Oh, Hallelujah. Man, can I get excited? What if, what if I, I, I take a little portion of my day and begin to take in the Word of God? It's not going to return void. It's, it's going to accomplish what He's setting out to accomplish in my life, in your life. But notice the promise. You will go out in joy and be led forth in peace. The mountains and hills will burst into song before you, and all the trees of the field will clap their hands. Instead of the thorn bush, will grow the pine tree. Instead of briars, the myrtle will grow. There will be, this will be for the Lord's renown, for an everlasting sign which will not be destroyed. Now, you gotta get this last part which will not be destroyed. (laughs) Did you know that Satan, the enemy, is the devourer, and he is seeking to devour every blessing that God pours out on your life? But did you know that you have the power? You have the power through Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit to stop the devourer. You have the power to stop the devour. I'm telling you, the devil does not have to take the blessings of God from me. Whether it's spiritual, whether it's physical, whether it's emotional, whatever it is, God, Satan, doesn't have the power to take it from me if I will pursue and seek first the kingdom of God, His rule for my life, and His way of living. There's a promise. There's a promise in Malachi. See, see if I won't open up the windows and pour out a blessing on you that you can't contain. See if I won't stop the devourer from devouring your crops. And you say, well, what's he talking about? Yeah, I know he's talking about tithing, giving. But what if we began to do that? Live in obedience to the kingdom, rule, God rule, God rule my life. I want to walk in obedience to what you say. And God gave us promise after promise, listen, I'm going to open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you can't contain. You know what I've discovered? That blessings a lot of times are not material things. Blessings are not always material things. God's blessings are are so much greater. I discovered that relationships are more important than material things. I discovered over this this past week, spending time with my family and my kids was the greatest gift that God could have given me outside of salvation. And it was the greatest gift my kids could have given me. Just spending time with them, just spending time, I mean, just spending time with them was a great blessing. And I I want us to understand that God desires to give us those blessings. It's His will, it's His purpose to fulfill in your life. But we must make the priority of our life, God, I'm going to Seek you first. Could you imagine those promises being fulfilled in your life this year? That if we begin to start 2022 off with the mindset and the purpose that I am going to pursue God first in everything I do. Every purchase I make, every uh, decision I make, and every relationship I'm in, I'm going to seek God first about, is this your will for my life? Is this what you want from my life? Is this your plan and your purpose? What if we begin to pursue that in our lives and we begin to seek his rule, his kingdom in our life? What would change in this year if we made it a priority? You see, I believe. I believe that God wants to give you the best. And when I use the term best, I'm not talking about the best of material things. God wants to give you those things. He knows you have need of them. He knows you have need of them. But there's so much more that God wants to give that's better than those things. And I've discovered that when I take the time and initiate and prioritize my time with God, everything just seems to fall in place. Does't mean everything's perfect, but it falls in place, and God's will works. Terry, Tony, can I share your story? Is, is that OK? I'm asking permission about the house. <laughs> yeah Yeah. Tony and Terry put their house on the market a few months ago, sold it within a few days, contract on it, had to be out. By a certain time well if you're in the housing market you know what the housing markets like they found a house that they wanted It wasn't their ideal house but it was a house that they wanted It wasn't the one they fell in love with or that Terry fell in love with but it was it was it was a nice house and so they put a contract on it and they got all their stuff packed up in their house they got it in two trucks they're ready to move and the real estate agent calls and says uh, I've got some news. Now, Tony's in Miami, Florida. Is that right? You're in Miami? Tony's in Miami. Terry's here. Their house is packed up in two trucks. They're ready to move. The real estate agent calls and says, uh, we we've got a we've got a we got a problem. And Tony thought she was joking. And so he was kind of making light of it. And all of a sudden he said, he said, no, this is serious. We've got a glitch in the closing, and we found out some stuff in the closing that we didn't know about. Anyway, go into all that. And so he calls Terry, and Terry's busted out of tears because they have nowhere to live. They have no house. And the contract on the house was to close like two days or anyway, whatever it was. She's panicked. Tony's in Miami, and he's calling the real estate. And he's shaking probably on his phone. He said, I need you to find me a house now. And all of a sudden, in three hours, I think it was, three or four hours, God orchestrated everything, everything. That in two days, they had their ideal dream house that she looked at the very first one and wanted they gave it to him for thousands of dollars cheaper than what they were asking for it oh i mean thousands of dollars cheaper than what they were asking for it and they said we never this man has never done this before i'm going to let you rent the house the first month until we can get this thing closed a month from now and so they let him rent the house for a month and then close and got the dream house that she always wanted Now, I share that. I share that. Because God had put that desire in her to start with. But when she began, and they began, when they began to pursue God, first, God took care of all the details. And even gave them what they never thought they would have. Now, I'm not saying that happens every time. But I'm telling you, what if in your life you began to pursue and seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, his right way of living? The promise says, I will take care of every need in your life. And I will not only take care of every need, but God tells us in other places, I'll even give you the desires of your heart. Why? Because you're pursuing me first. You're seeking me first. You're becoming intentional, and you want to know me and know my plan and my will for your life. And because you're willing to do this, I not only am going to take care of what you need, but I want to bless you. I want to bless you. And that was a blessing. I hope that was okay to share. I didn't give all the details, but that's important just an amazing thing that God worked out because, because God wants to bless his people. And you might think, well, God's never done that for me. And my question to you would be, I'm not talking about a name and claim it. I'm not talking about one of those things that if you become a Christian that you'll have millions of dollars, hundreds of dollars, thousands of dollars, you'll have everything you want. That's not what I'm saying. But when Jesus Christ becomes your priority and you're seeking his plan and his will for your life, he gives you everything that you need and even at times gives you the desires of your heart because it pleases him, pleases him to give it to you. And so I want to challenge you this year, this next 21 day, what if we began to make it a habit what if we become intentional that lord i am going to pursue you first in my relationships in my finances in my time in my and the word i'm going to seek you first in my life and your way of living what would it change for 2022 i believe people will come back to a relationship not only with you but a relationship with God. Those that are wondering, those that are far off, those that are lost, God will begin to restore. God will begin to restore. God will begin to be, develop and bring those relationships back. There's a, there's a lady that, that in the other church in Brunswick that, that I know and that I'm pastoring, and, and, and the lady, the one thing that she wants is a relationship with her family. That's her one most desire. I believe that God is going to give her that. That God is going to fulfill that desire of her heart because she pursues Him first. And as she pursues Him, God has a way of bringing about the desires of your heart that are pleasing to God. And it is pleasing to God for reconciliation. It is pleasing. What if? Praise didn't come. What if? I want to challenge you to let's make this an awesome year by seeking God first and then watching and waiting to see what He will do for you because you began to pursue Him first in your life. It's a challenge. It has to become a priority, and you have to initiate it. God's already initiated his side of it. You just have to initiate it. You have to see, okay, this is my option and I'm going to pursue this option of seeking him first, option of seeking instead of letting the world dictate what I'm going to pursue first. Would you stand? Father, God, I love you today. God, I thank you for your blessings. I thank you, God, because I believe with all my heart I am anticipating a great year. And when I use the term anticipating a great year, God, that you're going to do great things. God, you're going to do inconceivable things. God, you're going to do things that we would never even thought of. But God, you're going to do them as we begin to initiate and prioritize our relationship with you as being number one that God, we want you above everything else in the world. We want you more than our jobs. We want you more than our careers. We want you more than anything else in the world. God, when we began to initiate that and become make you number one in our life, God, all of a sudden, God, you began to fulfill the promises of meeting every need and fulfilling the desires of our heart that you have placed there. So I'm asking today, God, Help us to be willing to accept the challenge. God, would you empower us? Would you empower us with your Holy Spirit? God, to accept the challenge, to take the challenge. Lord, to, uh, to, to make it happen that, that God, we're going to seek you first in everything, in everything. We're going to seek you first because I believe, God, I believe with my whole heart, God, that you want to do some great and mighty things in this community, in this group of people, Lord, in this church, as well as every other church. I believe that. That when we come back to a place where we're pursuing you above everything else, God, you're going to pour out your blessings beyond our imagination. And that's not going to be just material things. It's going to be relational. It's going to be spiritual. It's going to be emotional. It's going to be other things that you want to do that are even greater than the material. So Lord, I pray today God, that we'll accept this challenge. And God, that we will make it a priority that we're going to pursue you first in everything. God, I'm asking in the name of Jesus, empower us to do that today. Give us your grace to do that today. Lord, if there's one that doesn't know you today as their Lord and Savior, Lord, somehow I pray that you begin to reveal yourself to them. God, your plan to them. God, that they'll know that you love them and you care about them and you want good for their life and you want them to have a relationship with you above everything else. God, speak to our hearts today. I ask it in your name, Jesus. As we're singing this song, this altar's open if you'd like to come and just kneel and and offer yourself to the Lord this year. Lord, I'm going to offer myself to you this year. I'm going to pursue you. I'm going to initiate it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to prioritize and make it a priority in my life. I I, I tell you, this altar's open. If you need something from the Lord, I'd love for you to come and pray. And I and some of us will pray with you if you'd like a first too. But I want us to see God. See God first this year. And watch and watch what he will do for not just you, but your family, for all of us. Can we let this be a part of our time of response and worship? Can you join me today? This altar's open. Lead us. As I often do. Thanks for listening to the St. Mary's Church Podcast. If you made a decision to follow Jesus today or have more questions about following Jesus, we have pastors who want to talk with you. Connect with us at SaintMarysChurch.net or through social media on Facebook or Instagram. We can't wait to hear what Jesus is doing in you.